everyone. So absolute pleasure today to have a client on the podcast, Kira Maher, which I to try and pr- practice pronouncing her name. Uh, so it's all the way from Ireland. So thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. So maybe if you initially give us a, like a brief 30, 60 uh, second synopsis on yourself and, uh, and what you do. Yeah, um, thanks a million for having me. I'm really happy to be on here. Um, so I'm basically, I'm from Ireland and I'm just kind of newly qualified as a PT. So I, um, I qualified there about a year ago and I'm in UCC um, in, in College in Cork and I'm doing nutritional science. So um, I just, just finished my third year now. Um, so I kind of just wanted to chat about, um, you know, life as a PT and kind of studying nutrition as well and kind of how what I'm kind of learning and how they're so different from each other and how they link and stuff. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to come on and chat here. Obviously like first sort of tangent we'll go into is obviously student life and fitness is an interesting dynamic. Like, yeah. One question for you, obviously uh, you work with Dan, uh, who's obviously one of the coaches, CJ coaching. It's awesome. Yeah. So I've had some very good feedback from Dan. Um, in terms of like your lifestyle, like, being within health and fitness do you find do you ever get much opposition and you have them without like th- during your student time if that makes sense or people trying to drag you out partying drinking eating um drugs? i think i think it's about kind of finding like how to ma- balance the two like i think at the start i wanted to be very strict i wanted to kind of just eat the foods that were on my plan and just eat clean and make sure I got to the gym at the same time every day and like had my full session and my full warm up, my full cool down and everything kind of had to be perfect or else I'd get stressed and feel like I was gone off plan. Whereas now I'm much, much more relaxed about it. I'd be kind of dragging my friends out a bit more (laughs) than what I used to be. So um, I think it's just kind of about finding that middle ground and not being too strict because I think before I was a bit kind of all or nothing where I'd be like, totally on plan on point not going out not eating out whereas now um it's a bit more balanced right before I was kind of one or the other I'd be drinking all the time eating out all the time kind of like either one or the other okay and do you find like do you think culture has changed since you've been in university because like from what I've seen over the last few years I think people probably drink a bit less than they maybe used to yeah, I think that like a lot of people are much more clued in. They're much more into the gym. Like people, it's I think now it's kind of cool to like look after your health. That's kind of like a almost like a trendy thing now. Like now, people are talking about yoga. People are talking about mindfulness. People are talking about getting good sleep. And people, I think it's like it's less cool to smoke these days. It's less cool to get so drunk you can't remember what you're doing. You know what I mean? I feel like people are waking up a small bit and like it is becoming more of a thing to jump on the health train and it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to see and i think was even like, it's interesting if you look back like 50 years ago doctors used to smoke and stuff like and doctors yeah. and they smoke on a plane and like how things yeah. are slowly starting to change in terms of habits and what's more socially socially acceptable and what's less socially acceptable i think yeah. the smoking ban is probably the biggest thing that's made a big difference with like killing that one off um, yeah i think the cost of alcohol alone i think probably has a big impact on a lot of people yeah. probably putting off it to be fair particularly with students i guess yeah and i think even nowadays like it's nearly like young people are kind of leading the way in that kind of sense like in college it's 
like a lot of courses and stuff are based around health and things and like there's so much new research coming out the whole time it's nearly like the young people are like leading the way it's not like we're being told anymore it's like we want to go that route um so it's good it's interesting because now actually the demographic tend to drink and smoke the most tend to be the oldest like much really like, yeah like 50 like 50 plus compared to like even when I, I'm old now, when I was like 17, it was all like teenagers going out, binge drinking, getting pissed. like, yeah. And that I think has been reined in a lot more now. Um, yeah. Which is obviously much, much for the better. Um, yeah. So that side of things, it's interesting to see how culture's changed. I think diet culture things have changed a lot as well. I think people are a lot oh, more aware uh, of what they should be eating now. Yeah, totally. And even on like with diet culture, I feel like people are calling it out a lot more. Whereas it's not like I think before it was just accepted to kind of, you know, feel like you have to earn your food or you have to burn it off. Whereas now I feel like people are kind of calling that out and like not really, not really accepting that kind of culture anymore. I think a lot that has, that's one of the positives I think of social media in a lot of respects. Like yeah. A huge amount of misinformation. I think people take a lot of motivation and inspiration seeing uh, how some people lead lead their lives and I think it is a way that breaks down a lot of barriers almost with social media because yeah. people, like, people are into health and fitness they're not complete freaks and they still go out and like enjoy yeah like, eat what they want within reason but it's like it's being smart about what you're, you're doing and being aware yeah. of it and not eating like a complete dick like whereas yeah. like, I remember when I was like younger like I, I've done all the stupid shit everyone used to do, like eat days and all that sort of stuff and I'd like mm. I'd, you basically try and see eat as much crap as you could in like one evening and it was just never a good idea yeah i'm like that's just moronic but people still do it but people didn't know much better then than they do now now there's so much good information available that i think there's less of an excuse for people um to do that sort of thing i just realized i'm wearing a sweater that says cheat down it so i'm not gonna uh <laughs> anyone who's watching that, you know, <laughs> that's rather um right. yeah but i think um i think when you have kind of gone through that mindset and stuff you can kind of like some things you just have to learn the hard way and I feel like you can kind of relate to people that say if they are in that cycle where they're like diet restrict or they're trying out all these different things it's like you know you can kind of relate to them because you were at that point at one point like at some time in your life so it's you know um I feel like you have to kind of go through the, yeah, I, I don't know anyone that's really like well into health and fitness and that hasn't been through some kind of things that they regret doing or that they would never do now do you know yeah i've literally probably tried i'd probably tried everything on the sun from like keto cheat day yeah uh i can't remember what stupid stuff did. Like, yeah you name it i've tried it yeah, yeah. Like, that's the best way you learn from like you learn from your mistakes what to do what not to do and unfortunately that's human nature and that's the, the older I get, the more I learn how valuable experiences and life experience yeah. was. When I was probably like 18, 20, it was, like, it was life experience. So you don't need that. And then the older you get, the more you realize that the more experience you have, the more knowledge you have, the more power you have yeah. to understand how everything works, essentially. Yeah, totally. Um, so in, in terms of obviously your university and like your studying and education, like has that been quite an interesting process in terms of your own personal development? What would you say have been the biggest changes for you in that respect? Um, yeah, like it's definitely, it links like what I'm doing, like nutritional sciences, it does link obviously so well with being a PT. And I think it just kind of, um, I don't know, like, I feel like it just kind of, it shows how much 
things change and how quickly things change like we'd often have lecturers kind of say to us like oh when I was learning this we were taught this and now it's completely changed um so like it does show like how complex things are but um I think for me it's kind of made me like realize you can't just like you can't just listen to one person that's in really good shape and just think that because they're in good shape what they're saying is true like you have to kind of check like are they actually qualified do they know what they're talking about because there's a lot of things that I probably would have believed a few years ago um just because someone's in good shape or they have a big bum or whatever an example of that um like they should eat carbs before uh, after 5 p.m yeah yeah that is exactly and I would have like there's just so many different messages on Instagram and social media and in magazines or whatever like there's so many different things like you shouldn't eat carbs you should eat carbs you shouldn't eat fruit you should eat fruit and it's I like yeah literally it's just everything contradicts each other where I think from being in college it's and the course I'm in it just like it really doesn't matter what a person looks like with what they're saying you just have to kind of make sure that they can back up what they're saying with a study or with like evidence not like anecdotal evidence or in their experience or because they were paid to promote a supplement that that supplement works and they look good you know that kind of way so I feel like it's made me much more kind of not skeptical but just more like like naive I suppose yeah it's um it's one of those things like and that's one of the things I try and be very open and honest with things and people um like the supplement industry is quite shady in a lot of respects the way they promote a lot of yeah. stuff health and fitness industry is very much like that people will try and polarize to get a reaction so like yeah. in terms of programs be like keto you have to use no carbs to burn fat and all this sort of shit and like yeah yeah, yeah. That's not correct like do you, yeah if you don't want to eat carbohydrates that's fine but like 99 percent of the population will want to eat carbohydrates so the ketogenic diet will not work yeah that's fact. exactly yeah and even with all these diets it's not that they don't work it's just that they're saying that this is the only thing that works like yes that can work but so can a million other different approaches and that's just what annoys me about these things and it's like i like realistically i like you know i could come up with the easter egg diet like you can eat one easter egg a day and for the next three weeks and i can guarantee you if that's all you ate you'd lose weight and you would because if that's like you i don't know yeah. how many easter egg, a thousand maybe so you're on a thousand yeah. calories a day you're on an easter egg diet and you're losing weight great you can make that as a marketing ploy and try and like push that to people. Now, yeah, totally. Would they actually lose weight? Yeah, they, they would. Would they fit? Would it be a good idea? No, it'd be fucking dreadful because yeah. they have no yeah. nutritional value. Um, they'd rebound horrendously when they tried to eat again. Yeah. They would just be living off chocolate Easter eggs for three weeks. So, yeah. like this way that people need to sometimes look at the overall perspective of what they're being marketed with. And, yeah. Um, rather, and like read through the lines a little bit rather than taking things on face value sometimes yeah because even like it's a huge problem even like with lecturers and stuff like one of our lecturers she's a dietitian and she her speciality would be with cancer patients so in oncology and stuff and um, she just said like the amount of misinformation is absolutely horrendous like there's um, some people like say cancer survivors that would kind of make money from selling cookbooks say that are ketogenic and they you know they're profiting out of giving out the wrong kind of information and it's just I don't know it's just I I don't understand how people are still getting away with it like I think um they had to I think at the 
dyed headaches board or some form of board had to actually ban them from selling books or something or tweeting certain things because like people that actually were sick um, and were desperate for anything to help were actually like buying this information and buying their services and products and stuff when it was just so wrong. Um, so it is like a huge, huge problem when people that aren't qualified like give out the wrong information. And I just think when it is actually harming other people's health, it's just, I don't know, I just don't understand why anyone would do it. Unfortunately, that's the, the reality of the commercial. Yeah. I think people, it's just a shame that people will go to that extent. Um, and it's a bit of a, a very, very like shady world, I think, where people try and exaggerate things in that respect it's um it's an unfortunate one i think but it's reality i think it's one of those things that will become more managed but i think the more people become aware of situations like that i think the less of that will be an issue yeah definitely i feel like people like i think because of instagram and social media and stuff people are calling out things so i feel like people are a bit more aware and people are kind of they do question things a lot more now so i feel like it is going definitely in the right direction anyway 100%. It's, um, that's one of the beauty of social media and the internet is freedom of speech and freedom of information. So whether that's the correct information or misinformation or sharing information that something's a load of horseshit, for example, yeah. people can share, share things like that and make people aware of problems. So that's one of the big, big benefits. Um, coming back to a little bit more about you, obviously, like a lot of people uh, obviously coming into the sort of PT industry and the training industry. What have you found as your biggest challenges in terms of being a PT so far? Um, I think at the beginning, I just kind of thought, okay, once I do this course, I'm grand and I'll get a job and I'll be fine. But I think what I wasn't expecting was that, yeah, like, you'll know how to do the exercises, you'll know how to, you know, kind of, I suppose, do all the nitty gritty bits of stuff, like, you know, like the insurance and they'll teach you how to do the forms and stuff. But like, I... I kind of started and I was like, how will I market myself? How do I actually get clients? How do I deal with clients? How do I, there's just, yeah. How do I be a professional? How do I deal with a client with an injury? How do I deal with a client that might be pregnant? How do I deal with an elderly client? You know, like there's just, there's just so much more that you need to know that you couldn't possibly put into a PT course. And I feel like no one really told me that before I started. So that was a bit like, of a, sh- not a shock it was just something to kind of get through at the beginning and um interestingly that brings to the point of what i was talking about earlier in terms of life experience because that's yeah that's yeah more, the more you train people the more yeah. practice you get the more experience you have and you see patterns so like it's the same with me with like i qualified as pt like 12 years ago yeah and i still learn new stuff all the time i learned loads in last week and um, like it's just it's one of those things you have to be open-minded but in terms of a lot of things i i because i've worked with so many people it's pattern recognition so i can look at someone in terms of their body type how much body fat they hold uh what sort of feedback they've given me and i can like without even batting eyelid i could tell them pretty much probably what their body weight is now what their optimum body weight should be how much they should be what they should be eating yeah probably what type of like food probably suit them better based on their gender race like yeah and their composition and um, because yeah. it's all an experience of like working with a certain amount of people and everything in life is generally like pattern recognition of like yeah. this has worked with this hundred people they're all pretty much the same in terms of like builds xyz this is what's been optimal for them so this is obviously what's correct for 
that sort of criteria of yeah. time. Uh, and that's something you'll just learn the more you practice. And that's the biggest thing I say to anyone is just try and help as many people as you can. Yeah. What you said in terms of like marketing, I'm, I'm hugely passionate about helping people and educating people. And the key for you to like be a good PT and like for your business to do well is to be a very good PT. So if you get great results from yeah. people and they enjoy what they do, you'll never run out of work because people will always want your help. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think even kind of just finding as well, I suppose, trying to find like what your strengths are, like what's your niche group kind of thing. Like you can't, like you're not going to be the best PT for absolutely everyone. Um, do you know what I mean? It's like um, postmenopausal women's probably not my clientele group. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone's got their niche of like yeah. what they, they focus on and like generally it tends to be similar to what your interests are. Yeah. So, like, for me, for example, my uh, specialist niche would be to getting people, men and women, to the best shape of their life, like body transformations. So I'd yeah. be a body transformation specialist, whereas, like, uh, some of the other coaches work with me specialise more on like powerlifting, CrossFit, rehab, and it all depends on their own scenarios and the experience yeah. that they've had that led them to that point. Um, and, again, that will come with you, with what niche you probably go down to comes what you enjoy doing the most. And that's... Yeah. Will funnel your energy into if that makes sense yeah and it's probably what you'll be the best at if you like it the most oh 100 it's, it's the law yeah. of attraction thing. whatever you whatever you think about the most whatever you enjoy the most you become the best at yeah yeah it's true um but even i think going back to your question kind of like other things that i found challenging would be kind of um i remember at the start like when i just qualified i remember say if i was eating out or something um people would kind of comment or kind of like be looking at what I'm eating being like if I was getting like I don't know a dessert or something someone would be like are you actually eating that in your PT or if I was getting like I don't know something healthy they'd be like oh of course you're your PT like of course you're on a diet you know you're you're one of those people and I just found that so strange that people would just comment on what I'd eat because I, I had never gotten that before and it, it I, i'm gonna admit like at the start it really annoyed me i'd be like oh my god just let me eat my food in peace whereas i think now i'm kind of like no one's trying to annoy me you know they're just kind of making a comment i think uh the situation you'll find with that when people will make a comment like that it's because of their own insecurity that they can't do what you can do yeah i think definitely or even like no one's trying to kind of you know get a reaction i feel like it's just they they kind of want to learn like they think you know more than them so they kind of want to learn or they want to understand why you're choosing whatever um so yeah I think it's it's just the way you look at it because I remember at the start I'd be like oh my god I just don't even want to eat around people because I know they're gonna talk like they're gonna look at me and (laughs) I'd be nearly self-conscious a little bit I'd be like oh just leave me alone yeah and that's um and that's one of those things that people should never be made to feel self-conscious about trying to lead a healthier and happier life if that makes sense yeah it's a little bit the society we live in now in particular uh even so social media people just give each other a lot of shit sometimes for no reason in particular yeah. um yeah I, I get a lot of flack sometimes for no reason like from people I don't even know and it's just like it doesn't bother me personally but like for people who um not not aren't maybe that mentally stable but things that that, that would affect them i feel sorry for them because it's one of those things that like there's no need to say something unless it's something unless you have something nice to say essentially yeah definitely and I think that's like one of the things that can really hold people back like say if someone's starting a new plan or 
you know, trying to get in shape and they're like weighing out their food and someone's like, why are you doing that? You're so obsessive. You know, like just little comments like that, I feel like can really hold those, people. Those comments often come from the people who are closest to you. So you're definitely half friends. Um, and eventually like, and I had that for a long time and I had a lot of people tried to like, like when I started using social media and things like that, people were literally were saying to like my other friends, like, why, why is Charlie doing this? Like, why is he behaving like that? Who does he think he is? All this sort of stuff. And like, right. if I listened to people like that back then, then I wouldn't have had the opportunities to do things I do now and help as many people. Yeah. And it makes me look back and I think sometimes um, how those people could have had such a bad negative effect in my life if I had right. listened to them, because I nearly did. And yeah. Uh, now when I see some of those people I have a bit of a smile in the back of my head of like yeah it's smug yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that was one of the things that really fueled me was to be like fuck you like watch this yeah literally like, I'm gonna prove you wrong and yeah like not that you should use something like that as motivation like probably not but it definitely does help and use it to your death, I would say yeah. rather than letting it fire. yeah definitely it's fuel to the fire and it's just one of those yeah. things you have to um take energy and motivation from where you can because yeah like things happen in life and a lot of the world in particular at the moment with the coronavirus situation uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people struggling for motivation and mindset and if that's something that gives you motivation of fire is that people have tried to put you down in the past and you want to use that yeah. to like prove people wrong then yeah prove them wrong. there's nothing there's yeah a- literally yeah and it's weird because um I think I remember when I decided to do the PT course, I remember I just, I didn't want to tell anyone because I was so, it was all in my own head, but I was so afraid that someone would kind of look at me and be like, why are you doing a PT course? You can't do that. Or I was just so afraid of getting the comments. Do you, would you like, this is from my experience. Ireland is a lot more small minded with things like that than the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, We're, I suppose we're a bit old fashioned. We're a bit kind of like, we tend to kind of gossip and like put people down, I suppose. Like if someone does something a bit out there, like you would kind of look at them and be like, what are you doing? Do you know, compared to say like the US or anywhere else. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like I remember I was in Dublin last year and uh, we were giving AD some prizes and stuff. when he showed me and uh, like people were giving a shit about filming in there and just being dicks and like, yeah. Not the people who were in the gym, they were really nice, but like some of the other people in there would just give us grief for no reason. Yeah, totally. Uh, never experienced that anywhere else. Like in the US, everyone's super friendly. UK, no one Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. Yeah, I even noticed that like I was in, um, I was in America over the last summer and just like the culture, it was just no one gave a shit about what anyone else was doing and everyone was so out there and like if you had the craziest idea ever, everyone was like, do you know like would encourage that whereas in ireland like the opposite. they've got a growth mindset the americans so like their yeah. thought process is like they'd rather you tried and failed than yeah try in the first place yeah totally um and i think that like in ireland i feel like that holds back a lot of people would you say that's why a lot of the younger irish community tend to leave ireland um i'd say it's I've never actually thought of it that way before, but I'd say that is a factor. Like I know of so many people, um, maybe a bit older than me that have gone to Australia and have gone to Dubai and gone to America. Um, yeah, I think as well, like we probably don't have like the resources to do a lot of the things that you can do in the UK and stuff. 
um you know like i know like say a lot of like i don't know like youtubers and stuff like that they do end up going to the to the uk or the uk the us um yeah i think probably is as well the culture it's like it's just easier to do things in other countries where you don't have people giving you shit for stuff that you wouldn't get in other places yeah um yeah i suppose i've never thought of it that way but i suppose that is a factor yeah it's uh it's interesting just because i've got friends who are irish who are literally all over the place from dubai to the states canada like yeah and it's spread pretty thin yeah i think i've i think when i'm finished college i definitely won't be staying in ireland i definitely will be going off to the us or australia or somewhere just to kind of i don't know i feel like there's so much more opportunities because it's just way more like that growth mindset like you said 100 percent, and it's I get that with all, like my diversity of clients is pretty high. So a lot of them are from North America and the cultural differences just seem to shock me constantly, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, would you notice that like you'd have like better results with people that would have the growth mindset or? Oh yeah, hundred percent. No doubt about it. They attention to detail, um, work ethic, everything straight away. Cause they don't, they don't doubt themselves. They're not, they're not self-conscious. They're not, yeah. they, they, they know, like, my job as coach is to give people confidence so they can achieve what they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I'll set out the roadmap for you to go from A to B to get the best shape of your life. And I can guarantee it, providing you're willing to put in the work. And, like, if you've got a growth mindset, you will be willing to put in the work and you understand what it takes to achieve things in life. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're a bit of a shrinking violet and you're timid and you're scared and you don't, like, have that sort of approach to life, chances are like when anything gets hard after like two three days you'll be like oh i can't do this anymore um yeah obviously that's what why we're here in terms of coaches to help people but it is a noticeable track uh trait in the difference between people who are um, have growth mindsets tend to be much more malleable and like adaptable to trying new things and less emotionally driven if that makes sense yeah they're probably more kind of better in situations where there's challenges they'll just get through it rather than give up like this. they look at things objectively at tasks rather than from a kind of standpoint yeah yeah so that, that's a logical thing to do in particular like the scenario like like me and brian Keane just recorded a podcast and one of the things we were talking yeah. about is the key for people at the moment and keeping their motivation high and their mindset high is is having an action plan every day and every week of what you want to try and achieve and what you want to try and do because that is the key for you to stay motivated and not get anxious because action will beat anxiety so if you're sitting at home you're doing nothing and you're you want to do things but you don't want to do and your head's all over the place if you write down a list and go this is what i'm going to try and achieve today and then you get to work doing that list and then you reflect on that at the end of the day and you've done everything like the confidence breeds confidence and once you've ticked that list off that will make you confident for that day and then the next day you're going to yeah. be confident, and it's just like a self-fulfilling prophecy from there yeah and I think as well like it's so important to have if you've any kind of like fitness goal or any goal in general I think like I did a photo shoot there last year and before I'd done it I'd never done anything like that and I don't know it's like before I started I was looking at pictures of people who had done kind of similar things and I was just looking at them like oh my god I will never in a billion years look anything like that and like just my coach was just constantly like here would you relax like just do your thing every day just take it 24 hours at a time that's the key yeah just literally just take it day by day meal by meal session by session you'll get there you'll get there you'll get there 
And I remember even the night before the shoot, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be embarrassing. I'm not half as lean enough as I need to be. Like, I'm just not going to post any pictures. This is just going to be so awful. But then it's like, when it's there and it's finished, it's only kind of, even now looking back, I'm kind of like, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's just looking back now. I think when you're in that mindset, it's like you're so focused on how you're supposed to look and you just don't have the confidence to think that you can be that standard when actually you just need someone that tells you you can. You just need to believe it yourself. And, that, that, and that's the, the key to coaching is giving people self-belief. Because I had the same thing before. I was shredded and I was like, I'm still fat. Like, yeah, yeah. I had like, I, mean, I was probably like 5% body fat, maybe 4%. Yeah. I was convinced I was still too fat. And it's one yeah. of those things you, you look back at it now and you're like, fucking that's ridiculous. But yeah, it's yeah. perspective at the time of where your emotional state is. And that's yeah. why it's so important to have a good coach because in terms of you making rational decisions for yourself, it's pretty much impossible because whatever yeah. you try to do in terms of decision, whether you should increase your food, increase your cardio, whatever it might be, is reflective of your emotional state at that time. So yeah. if you're in a bad mood and you look at yourself like, I look shit, like you have a chance to probably punish yourself and be like, okay, yeah. put my food, I need to do more cardio, I need to work harder. Whereas a lot of the time, that's not actually normally the answer. Um, yeah. That's why it's so important to have a good coach or trainer in your corner because they can often get you better results by doing actually less work and making the process easier rather than burying yeah. yourself with more training and eating less. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like that's a huge thing that a coach can kind of, I don't know, they can just tell you the difference of between when you're like, you need to just work harder or else when you're being lazy. I feel like a lot of people, they absolutely kill themselves in the gym. They're like on the treadmill for hours or on the bikes for hours. And then they're probably eating like really clean foods, but just the wrong amounts or something. And, you know, they're working really, really hard, but it's just, they're not doing it efficiently. Yeah. It's uh, working smart and working hard are two very different yeah, things. Yeah, totally. Again, that's what about life experience. That's one of the big things I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start to wrap things up there, Kira. Is there, have you any advice for anyone in two things? So like from your side of things, managing student life and dieting and getting in shape and then also coming into the fitness industry as a new PT, any tips? Um, I think with student life, I think... I think just don't expect yourself to be perfect. Like you are going to have takeaways. You are going to go on last minute night outs. You are going to drink too much sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Just like, don't ever expect yourself to be perfect. You're only human. Um, it doesn't matter if you skip the odd session or whatever. I think just try and find a balance. Like just don't. Really yeah, exactly. I think just try and find that balance. Try and find what works for you. It doesn't matter if, your housemate is in the gym six days a week. You know what I mean? Like just find what works for you and don't be too hard on yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't be too hard on yourself um, because it's only counterintuitive. You're only going to go backwards if you're being too hard on yourself. Um, and I think, um, sorry, what was the other question? <laughs> uh, being a new PT, any tips for you? Like from like, obviously you've only just started any tips from where you start, you would tell yourself if you knew from the beginning. Um, I think just like try and work with other PTs, like try and kind of like, don't be afraid to ask questions to like kind of even on Instagram, if you just look at other PTs or look at other people that you kind of, you like their style and like what they're doing and just don't be afraid to like DM them or, you know, ask if you go to a class, 
um, you know, ask the instructors that like 99% of the time, they're really, really happy to help. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. Um, do you know, like, I feel like in the industry, a lot of the time it can feel like a little bit competitive with like PTs and, you know, cause it is, it is pretty saturated. You know, there are a lot of PTs. So like, yeah, there is competition, but I think if you just focus on like working with each other rather than against each other, I feel like that helps a lot because I know I've gotten so much help from like other coaches and coaches similar to me. And it's just, when you work together, it's just, I just feel like that's the best way to learn. hundred percent. And that's, and even like as a coach learning, the best thing to do to learn to be a coach is being coached. Obviously you work with Dan, he works with me. Yeah. Works by loads of different people too, in different fields and stuff. And that's, like the key to learning and to learning faster is by working with someone who knows more than you do. That yeah. Is, and yeah, totally. a program from A to B. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you can learn from other people's mistakes as in that way as well. Like they can kind of give you a heads up. Oh yeah. I had a client like this, you know, this is the kind of approach to make rather than having to just make them all yourself, maybe learn from other people's ones as well. And I feel like that's just kind of going to get you to where you want to be faster. 100%, 100% agree with that. All right, we'll wrap things up there. So thank you so much for the podcast. That's a pleasure to chat. And I know a lot of people take a lot of uh, inspiration and thought in terms of like how you balance your student life from this and some of the advice and also from the PT side of things. Um, so for anyone who uh, shares the podcast, I'll be entering them into a competition to win a free place for next Shred Mate or Skulk Mate program. So if you share this on your Instagram story or on the Facebook posts, uh, I'll pick one person during the week this is released to win a free place in the program. Uh, thank you so much, Kieran. It's a pleasure to talk, as always. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. And if you don't mind, if I could just um, Wait, let me add one more thing. Yeah, and yeah, last question. Sorry, one more thing I just wanted to throw on. Um, I'm actually, I've just started um, a, a group of just trainers to, um, just with the coronavirus and with everyone pretty much on lockdown, I just started um, a group of trainers to get... Um, a timetable going for online classes and it's actually for charity so um basically what i'm doing is i'm setting up a timetable for people to do all different types of classes and there is um, a link for to donate to laura lynn so it's just two euro or two pounds or whatever um to do to donate to laura lynn so it's ireland's only children's hospice um so the instagram for that is called laura lynn underscore online underscore gym um so if people could go and give that a follow that'd be unbelievable as well sorry i just wanted to put the link for that underneath do you have a website as well for it um no it's just an instagram i'll pop that in the link for the podcast as well and i'll also pop your what was your podcast uh your instagram as well uh so Kira underscore M. So it's C-E-I-R-E underscore M. As well. So everyone can reach out to you if they've got any other questions about that. So Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.